Welcome to the Inner Game Academy podcast, a show where we help you overcome your fears, boost your confidence and give you the best chance of becoming a professional footballer. If you're a young footballer looking to take your game to the next level, this podcast is for you. Whether you're struggling with nerves before games, finding it hard to recover from setbacks or just looking for ways to take your game to the next level, Luke and Rob have you covered. So join us each week and let us help you become the confident, fearless footballer you were born to be. Listen up, we've got some massively exciting news. Our brand new six-week Pro Accelerator program is starting very soon. If you want to improve your confidence, overcome nerves, have the best chance of becoming a pro, this program is not to be missed. You'll have six weeks to improve your game on and off the pitch with guaranteed results. During the program, you'll be coached live by me and Luke, mentored by current pros, and you'll have exclusive access to our brand new journal and workbook, which you'll be doing sessions on. How to get over negative thoughts, how to get into the zone and stay there, how to gain, protect and to keep your confidence. Limited spaces are available. Apply now at www.innergameprocourse.com. That's www.innergameprocourse.com. Hello and welcome to the Inner Game Academy podcast. I'm Rob Blackburn. I'm Luke O'Neill. And today we have the legend which is Mr. Luke Garrard, who is Bournemouth's manager, who I've known for many years who's going to provide some massive knowledge bombs for you today, aren't you, Luke? I don't know about that. (laughs) (laughs) So quickly, before we start, I've obviously known you for a long time. What is mindset to you? Um, I think it is something that challenges you in terms of how you are as a person. I'm hot on it now with my recruitment. We spoke on the phone prior about people over players. And I think having a good mindset, which is speaking off air with Luke O'Neill, spoke about Sunderland and how he's changed the narrative in terms of who they faced in the last four. Being positive and having that mindset is, is pretty key. How does mindset change from being a manager, being a player? Um, you probably quite selfish as a player because I watched you last night and I thought you had a very good game individually and you could probably come away from the 2-1 loss saying I've done a lot of good things. My mindset is I'm going back into the building quite positive. As a manager, it's the whole in terms of if you have a great game, it's great and you can analyse but you are trying to take bits out of it where you can improve. If you have a bad game, it's solely down to you and I speak to the players quite a lot and we're doing together this meetings and that's a lot through Rob Blackburn and how he's teaching me on a daily basis. And I say to the players all the time, mirror me. So if I go in there with a mindset of being negative or having a low day, it's not great. And I think that that's being very much rubbed off on players. So yeah, I'm hot on it now. I was saying when we walk in the office, happy hours, because I think that Positivity breeds and you've got to have a strong mindset being a manager because it's not a lot of good days and a hell of a lot of shit days. So if you've got people saying mirror me, which I love, I really love that. You're obviously taking the responsibility of, okay, I've really got to focus on how I conduct myself. Okay, Let's say you lose a few. 
and inevitably like we all do we have a dip in energy a dip in with energy maybe communication then how do you how do you know that how do you recognize that in yourself and how do you then spin it around there's anchors that obviously come on and i'm i'm triggered to them a lot sooner now um in terms of i've done a lot of work with rob and he's been a massive catalyst to where i'm going to where i'm from and to um having good people around you like my staff is massive to me my staff is massive to me and they they know when i'm having a little dip and they know that they got to pick me up i'm very much probably way more clued up on being consistent and ensuring that there isn't that. We won a game on Tuesday night. I said to the boys, park that, we move on, game against Solly on Saturday. I'm very much, the next game is the biggest game, regardless of what's happened beforehand. And I probably weren't that guy two, two and a half years ago. Um, would take a lot of responsibility on, would probably not come home. I'm open to say that because I know that I've got a young family and a wife that I'd probably bring my work home. I've evolved hugely and it is, I'm learning every day and I'm nowhere near to where I want to get to, but the lessons and the, the teaching that Rob's given me is fundamental for my home life and my work life because yeah, it's, it's been huge in my progression for sure. Can you give us any, uh, an anchor or two that, that that's worked for you? I've talked recently about anchors and how, for example, mid-game, if I if I lose <coughs> my consistent energy, I look over to my little girl in the crowd. She, The reason why she's an anchor is every time I look at her, she makes me laugh. She's looking up at the seagulls. My wife's eating a bag of chips, not watching the game. And, you know, looking at your face, you're smiling out. It does the exact same thing for me. It, it, it puts things into perspective. So have you got any anchors like that that you, that you use either during a game, if you're coming home? I think James Coppinger came on yesterday. And he said he uses the gates of the trading ground. So when he goes into the gates, he goes into football mode. When he leaves the gates, he parks it at home at the gates and then comes into the family life. You got anything similar to them that people can kind of try? Love that. Um, it does make me happy because I think family is everything, Luke. Um, football's great and fans will probably hate me saying this. It's not the be all and end all. My family's my be all and end all. Um, and I spoke to Rob on it. You look on my social media, I'm all about my kids and my wife. I'm all about family, um, close with my brothers and so on and so forth. So Rob said, okay, when you're managing, think that they're watching you. So I got a picture of us in Disney and I put it on the side of the dugout. So that was one anchor. And that was quite early on, probably two years ago. And I, it was a conscious effort to know that my anger my family are watching. I wouldn't be like that in a family household. Um, then I got a little Lego, Lego figurine. Um, and I had a negative pocket and a positive pocket. And when I give a bit of negative information, I'd have to remove the figurine from my right pocket to my left pocket. And it was a conscious effort for me to go, well, I need to be positive now. So I've got it back into my positive pocket. Um, the story on that is I'd said to my eldest, I need a figurine a little Lego figurine to put into my pocket. And he said, why is that? I said, because lo daddy loses his head and he needs to make sure that it goes back into his positive pocket. So he brought the figurine down and he pops the head off and he says, see, daddy, he's just lost his head. So, um, yeah, look, 
for me that that's a massive one um hairband i had a hairband and this is probably the most recent one um that's my kids coming in now i thought i had a lot longer than obviously come back um i had a hairband that um i would if i felt that something was going to come i'd ping it and it would bring me back level so there's just three on the side of the pitch i love the gates James Coppinger's love. I love the gates. The, the minute you get out the gates and you're now back into family mode, love that. Um, mine is, um, yeah, I'll get in the car. Once I'm in the car, I'm away from work and I have to give hours to my family. So, yeah, I love the gates one with James Coppinger. That's, that's very relevant to me, I have to say. Right, a minute ago, you said, do you need to let them in? Do I need to let them in? Yeah, because I've got to be honest with you. I've got a minute. Mental. <laughs> Listen, just leave, leaving his kids to freeze out the side. That's commitment to the podcast right there. No, my kids will wait. Uh, it is snubbing, but they will wait. Yeah. Hey, do you know what? Well, before, like, before uh, Luke comes back, yeah. how he's back. Well, I'm, I'm going to take I'm, you upstairs. I'm going to take you upstairs. I thought you had a huge... I thought you had a huge... I thought you had a huge... Say hello, boy. Hi, mate. How are you? Welcome to the podcast. Hi. Hi, boys. <laughs> Yeah, they, they, they've been on every podcast to be fair so far. We got we got to, we got to pay extra to have the extra guests on. I know. I can't so uh, Rob, adding to the adding yeah. to the anchors. I think anchors are they're trial and error. So we got to kind of go right. What works for us? And I think it really adds nicely to James Coppinger's uh, podcast yesterday, where he goes, "Okay, well, how do you?" He, he talks about a really cool model where how we think triggers how we feel. How we feel then triggers how we act, yeah, and yeah. with with the with the anchors that Luke's just talked about, that's the first step is that awareness of he's thinking about what he's thinking, and as, as as simple as that sounds, if you don't know what you're thinking or you don't control it, you're just gonna get you you're just gonna be so volatile in your thoughts. But by having anchors, you now become you think about your thinking, yeah. and then if you think about your thinking, well, if you change what you think, you're gonna change how you feel. And then you're going to change how you act. So taking the Lego figure, for example, Luke might be thinking about someone giving the ball away or maybe conceding the goal. He thinks about that. It makes him maybe angry. And then how he acts on that anger, he might then tuck into that player. By having the the anchor, it will change his thinking, which then changes how he feels. So you might start thinking, okay, what do I need to do going forward? So now he's thinking about that. It changes his how he feels which he might be much bit more relaxed and calm and then his action is he then goes and gives a positive bit of feedback to that player and that player can go change the game so just that is a really it's tied really nicely into what james coppinger's model when he came on and mentored our boys yesterday of if you think about your thinking you change how you feel and then you can change how you behave if you have no anchors and you don't think about your thinking you're you're going to be just volatile in how you act. You're going to be up and down. There'll be no consistency. So thought I just add that in. Yeah, hundred percent. So just to add on to that, you, you you work on automation, don't we? We work on unconscious. So you have to bring it to your conscious. So a little teaching point here: when you said thinking about your thinking, it's actually called metacognition. So to change our thinking, we have to think about our thinking, and we have to make it conscious because most things are unconscious. So. That is why you put triggers or anchors in to go, right, I need to put that in. For example, I have triggers on my phone. I have triggers everywhere I go. Otherwise, I won't think about it. I'll just literally run on automation. So to change, 
we have to make a conscious effort. So that's massive. So Luke, I've got a question for you because you're going to come on and do a mentoring session. You said people over players. What do you mean by that? So for me, in the National League, you get very similar personnel in terms of their ability. Um, I will know what their ability is like. I won't contact a manager and ask them what their best positions are or what their favoured foot is or what their strengths are. I'd ring a manager solely on their um, demeanour around the club, how they are and how they control their bits in and around an environment. Are they good people? Because three years ago, Rob, I was 80% tactical, technical player and 10, 20% mindset. I've totally, in my opinion, changed that. It is 80% mindset and 20% tactical, technical. I genuinely believe no matter what walk of life you lead, if I'm stacking shelves in Sainsbury's, and I've used this analogy before, and my line manager is telling me, well done, I will stack them shelves the best I've ever stacked. If I'm in an environment that I'm comfortable in and I want to go to work every day, I will deliver on what I'm asked to do better than any any other time. So I'm very much about people and creating an environment. And I said to the group prior to the game on Tuesday evening in a huddle, we do a huddle at the start and I don't talk anything tactical. It's all about, I see on your inner game uh, haters and all your things. And that's something that I love. Mm. I absolutely love. And I will utilize that in a, in a circle, in a huddle beforehand. And I spoke about culture and all I spoke about is what everyone's doing and how everyone's buying in. And trust me, you don't win games just out of being technically and tactically better than an opposition. And that's why I'm heavily people over players. What sort of things do you look for in people? I like, I know it sounds really funny. I like them to have a family in an ideal world because I think it, it breeds Discipline. Um, I generally feel that I'm trying to do player profiling and that's saying that Rob's heavy on and I, I've started to do that with um, my goalkeeping coach because I want to know how far they're driving, what their journey is, what their home life is, do they come to watch game? Loads of things because I want to try and get a stats sheet together to identify what I need in the building and what's working in my building. Um, I look for, yeah, how they are in and around an environment. And I've got to start doing, I do a lot of woohoo questionnaires with boys and get feedback on their language, which I'm nowhere near, but Rob's again teaching me in terms of what they use and how they use it and how they're driven. Um, but I just like honesty. I'm very much about, like I said, mirroring me. I'm an honest, transparent, hardworking guy that has a lot of energy and wants to strive to be the best he possibly can. And if anyone marries up with me on that, I'll take them all day long. Got a question for you. So how do you find, so normally we put our expectations of ourselves and others, right? So that's what you are, hardworking, honest, loyal. If someone in your team doesn't mirror that, how do you feel about them and how do you go about changing it? Listen, it's hard because 11 me don't win anything. Mm -hmm. So as much as I think that I was hardworking, never played at any level like Luke, 
But I, I've won leagues. I've won. I've got promoted. I've played as a 16-year-old in League One. But 11 me don't achieve and win anything. Again, I keep going back to it. My learning, my teaching, and the tests I get every single day with these players, three years ago, it would really rub me up the wrong way. It would. But now, I'm way more appreciative of there's many chocolate that make up the chocolate box. And I'm, I'm not, you don't just want the continuous strawberry cream. You want the mint one. You want the crunchy. You want the toffee. You want the caramel. Every single one of them do make up a side that can be successful. What I do want, though, I tell my son every single Sunday, I've got a score today, Daddy. No, you ain't. You've got to work hard and be a good team player. That's all I ever ask of my son. And that's all I ever ask of my team. You listen to my interview after Bournemouth. We got peppered. We got abused. But there was 11 lads and the three subs that come on that collared and worked hard for each other. That's enough for me. That's all I can ask for. But if what? they don't... Sorry, Luke. It does what? frustrate me. It does. Why did you, cha- you tell your boy that he why do you tell your boy that why if he says i have to score today why do you change it to no you don't you have to work hard i don't say don't i never say don't and that's one thing i don't say because don't work hard would say oh so i say just work hard and be a good team player i genuinely think why why those two things because that was probably my learning all i ever got told as a kid was um you can never have a bad game running and i thought quite stand by that you can never have a bad game running you might not be able to pass water for 90 minutes I'm going to work hard I'm going to work hard and I'm going to collar for you my mate and I'm going to go for the 90 minutes in the trenches with you and if anything he does extra brilliant absolutely brilliant nice we we talked recently about well what things what things can we actually control in the game what things can we 100% control in the game and what things what things can you break down to things that you have a hundred percent control of as a player in a game? Your hard work. How hard you work? Your um, attitude to other people. Your attitude and maybe your communication. Yeah. So I was just saying we like we <clears throat> we talked about it the other day. People break down their games and I need to ha- I need to score today, I need to assist. I I need him to like me. And they're they're judging their games of things that are completely out of their control. Yeah. And if you give your control to other people, you're going to f- forever not be happy. Yeah. If you work on it, it was nice to hear that you said to your boy, you know, just work hard and be a good team player because they're, they're things that you can physically control. Yeah. And if you yeah. work, if you keep controlling the controllables, you're far more likely to to get that fulfillment and perform because you're in control of it. Yeah. If you start focusing on the uncontrollables, then you're going to be forever chasing something that you can't control. And that breeds frustration and anger. So it was just nice to hear that you're, that with your boy, for example, you're 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 saying the things that he can control as well. Scored a hat trick Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> what, what you told him not to score? <laughs> hat trick, and his three goals were like combined yards of two yards. He was like a fox in the box Sunday. Ah, <laughs> uh, sign him up. <laughs> yeah, no, good. <laughs> Luke, quick question. Yes, yesterday we done a podcast on trials, and I know you take Bromwood's trials. And I know a lot of lads and girls listening to this will be going for trials. How we've got two minutes to sum up before we go into the Intergame Academy call. We give a lot more and we go a lot deeper into this and people can pepper you with questions. How's the best way to deal with trials? What do you want from a trialist if someone comes in? I said, for me, if I'm talking to one of our boys going on trial, they need to have the right attitude when they walk in. Know how to address people is a massive thing for me. 
you can only ever make one first impression and I'm hot on that. And when I see boys turn up and if they're late or don't apply themselves and that's at 16 to 19 level, then that straight away, there's, there's a black mark against their name. In terms of them first team, I, you, you've got a window. You're coming in for a trial. You're in, you're in a window. You've got to tick a lot of boxes in a short space of time. It's hard. I've been a trialist many a times and it's hard. But as a manager, all I'm looking for is application, applying himself. And I'm going back to what Luke said in terms of the controllables. Control your, your way, your demeanour, how you are in an environment, how you turn up, how you arrive, how you address people. And the ability will shine. If you're of a level, of course, you've got limited time and you've got to be better than what I've got in the building. But the main ones are is uh, how you conduct yourself. I've had people... Georgie Williams, for example, Rob, he come in on trial and you put him to me and he was a kid that went to the 2016 Euros with Wales. He's an unbelievable person and I adore him and he hasn't played the games he's wanted and he's gone out on Hemel, but he come in as a trialist and he addresses people properly. The way he holds court is amazing. The way he is in the, in the dressing room, in the breakfast room, these things are massive to me. Massive to me, but they're they're my things that I hold dear. Other managers might be, I don't care, you could be arrogant, could be just on time. As long as you're turning up and you're delivering on the train session, I think there's more to it than that, personally. Love it. Right, we've got to go and do the in-game academy call. Luke, you've got you got questions for him? Yeah, quickly. Who wins the Premier this year? Ready? Smash for Arsenal. Quick Arsenal. Messi or Ronaldo? Messi. Death row meal. Um, Benofi Pie put in straight away Prawn tempura starter yeah. T-bone steak with chunky chips Mushrooms and tomato I know this off my heart Because I love that question <laughs> Pineapple and pizza Yes or no? No Ant or deck? Deck Favourite holiday destination? Uh, um, Dubai Best meal you cook? Oh, beans on toast I'm crap <laughs> smart, smart or casual? Smart Ferguson or Guardiola? Oh, Ferguson. VAR, yes or no? No. Spider in the house, do you kill it or set it free? My wife would set it free. I am scared of them things. <laughs> who who would play you in a movie? Oh, um, Brad Pitt. <laughs> golf, golf handicap. Um, probably 4,412. <laughs> Dogs or cats? Dogs all day long. Talent, worn or made? Oh, made. Good. Night out with the boys, night in with the missus. Night in. One superpower, what would it be? Invisibility. Oh. Dirty. Peace. Dirty man. Person <laughs> least likely to be stuck in a lift with. Um Martin Brennan. <laughs> oh yeah. Phobia? <laughs> Spiders? No, height. Oh, horrible height. Last thing, best advice you've ever been given? Never have a bad game running. Um, be the best version of yourself. There we are. Thank you Amazing. very much. Right, we're going to see you on the other call. Listen, if you've liked this podcast, you know what to do. Subscribe, five-star review, share it with your friends, and we will see you on the next episode. Later. Thanks for listening to the Inner Game Academy podcast. Please do us a massive favour and give us a five-star review on Apple or Spotify. Tag us in your stories. 
or share it. Subscribe because it helps us spread awareness of the show. Thanks very much for your help and we'll see you on the next episode.